Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Scott Stedman Podcast. And I just want to thank you guys for your patience. I know at the beginning of the year, I promised I was going to try to do a podcast each week. And once summer hit, uh, that didn't happen. Um, Basically, I would go on vacation, come back for a week, and then I'd leave for some type of ministry thing come back, leave, and so the times I was back, I would have to catch up on work, uh, do laundry, repack everything, and it just, and then of course, you know, juggling kids and trying to be a family man, so it just, it just got insane, and I'm I'm just proud to say that my summer is now over. I've uh, finished up uh, my prayer retreat, that was kind of the big thing I wanted to do, and it looks like I'm staying put for a while until uh, the holidays, um, which are coming up soon when you think about it. But uh, for the most part, I'm kind of getting back into the groove of things. But um, So today I want to talk about why are white men so angry? And I know that sounds like a silly a topic to discuss on a podcast, especially this particular podcast. Um, but I've noticed, especially with the tragedy in El Paso and the tragedy in Dayton, and then even some other, I've even seen that there's also a couple of other shootings that were happening, and it just seemed like there's just a lot of turmoil. And it seems like any time when there's a mass shooting, there always seems to be the debate about gun control. Um, there seems to be a debate about you know, it's a mental health issue or, and no one really, or it's a terrorist issue because usually a lot of these men are white males. So they're not from Middle Eastern descent. Um, so it kind of breaks the stereotype. And if you want to kind of fit onto the stereotype, um, if they're not, if they're not Middle Eastern, if they're not, illegals, if they're not African-American, then it's almost like there's a reason. But if it's a white man, then it's like, well, it's a mental health issue. And I don't really think it is entirely a mental health issue. Um, and just hear me out on, on this. And again, this is just kind of my thought. This is just kind of my own reflections about what's going on, and I want to kind of paint a picture as far as mental health in general and the stigma of mental health, which I know I've talked a lot about this uh, before, especially when I did my uh, film for thought on on the movie, on the documentary Haxon a couple episodes back. And one of the things about mental health is that there has been a stigma in America with mental health um, from just people being portrayed as lunatics, um, being locked up in mental institutions and mistreated. Uh, So when it comes to 2019, where there's been so many different reforms and changes within the American Counseling Association, the American Psychiatric Association, and a lot of things have changed in the mental health, um, in the mental health, uh, profession that it's more accessible now and more kind of looked upon to go get help. Even if you 
may not necessarily have any type of mental disorder per se, uh, but you may have like, you know, frustrations with trying to cope with loss or frustrations with your marriage. So you go see a counselor and you do uh, family counseling, marriage counseling, grief counseling, addiction counseling, and you get better. But when it comes down to mental health, there seems to be this stigma still that people don't want to get help. They want to try to do it on their own. Um, uh, recently, I one of my um, friends from the Dayton area posted this article, and I'll put it in the notes for the show, uh, but it's on a medium.com, and it's by this um, uh, young girl. She actually wrote it a couple days ago, and she basically... The title of it is called My Ex-Boyfriend Was the Dayton Shooter. And the subtitle is, This is not an excuse for Connor Betts. This is just the Connor that I knew. And through this, and it probably takes about nine minutes to read, but as you're reading um, through this um, article, it's about her relationship with the Dayton Shooter, Connor Betts, how they both had, they both went to Sinclair College, both were studying social psychology, and... You know, they've had this relationship and they both kind of talked about their mental illness and how sometimes even within the mental illness aspect, you kind of joke about certain things because it's it's better to joke about something than to allow these dark thoughts to kind of take control over you. But then she started talking about how there are certain situations where he was showing her footage um, from the synagogue shooting in in Pittsburgh and how she was like, okay, that's weird. This isn't really funny. Um, but he kept making jokes about it. And eventually it got to the point where he ended up, you know, shooting people over at Bar Louie in that district in Dayton. And as I'm reading this article, it's like, okay, they have this diagnosis but I don't know if they're taking any medicine to help them. I don't even know if um, they're even seeing a counselor at this point because the article doesn't say, and maybe, and you know, maybe they were or something. But what I'm seeing a lot of is that there is this concept of people not getting help when they need it. So from a, so from a psychological standpoint, we see how. This could happen and how even today with modern medicine, with the passive mental health kind of way behind us, there are still people who do not want to admit help. Um, now, looking at kind of white men being angry from a sociological perspective, you know, there's been this idea, this kind of social conditioning in a way where men are supposed to be the providers of the family. Now, I know this is 2019, and I know there's many families now where the wife or the female in the relationship can make more money than the men, and that's okay. Um, and even there's dads who are stay-at-home dads who take care of the house, they clean, they take care of the kids, they drive them to school, they drive them to practices, and that is okay. 
But there is almost this stigma, and I think a lot of this comes from not only a social conditioning, which I'm not seeing so much of that now as society has progressed and has changed so much, but even within um, just kind of family dynamics, where if that was kind of what was modeled to you, then the concept of, well, you know, I may not be making much than my wife or you know, we're really struggling with finances, so I need to work two, three jobs, so I'm overworked and I'm just mentally stressed, I'm physically exhausted, um, and I just get to the point where I'm just frustrated and angry. And that's fine, and I and I get that. But there's a difference between being frustrated with your situation and the kind of the social upbringing that you have and acting and and dealing with that frustration, and then there's a then acting out upon it that you're so frustrated that you're punching holes in the wall, that you're roughing up your girlfriend or your spouse, or even if you're just going out and you're just burning all that money that you're struggling to make to provide for your family, you're wasting it on things that are addicting like drugs, alcohol, um, entertainment, whatever the case may be. And and even within religion, too, you know, when you look at kind of this concept of the biblical way of marriage or relationships, and there's times where, you know, some people can take that out of context. And even in that aspect, sometimes that can be a mean of, of contention, and can get people, men, angry if they feel like that their significant other is not respecting them or being submissive, which usually kind of the other side of that coin is when I look at the scriptures, you know, we see this idea of men need to love their families, their spouses, their children, just like Christ loved the church. So very sacrificial. You know, Christ died for the church. Christ was humble uh, to reach the lost sheep, to redeem people. So so when I see these um, these verses and I see these things being used out of context, it upsets me a bit because... You know, your anger is not justified, and don't use scripture to justify your bad behavior. So, looking at both the psychological issue, the sociological issue, the spiritual issue, ultimately what I'm seeing is I don't really think it is a mental health issue that these men are struggling with. I think it's a pride issue. To be honest, it's it's really a pride issue. And even if we want to throw a white nationalist into the mix, I mean, they're prideful. They're prideful of their country. They're prideful of the values that they hold on to. But most importantly, they are very proud that this is a quote-unquote white nation so that when you have people who are of different colors or have different values than they do, then it is their right to protest, to scream, to yell, and even to get violent. And if the pride that is left unchecked can be a very disastrous thing that can lead to ruin.
that can cause harm to other people, that can cause harm to your family, that can cause harm to the people you're serving in your social clubs or your churches. And really, it's a pride issue. And unless people are willing to, A, seek the help that they need, and to be humbled, not necessarily humbled like, ooh, I'm going to put you in your place, but but just a grace and a humility for people to understand the errors of their ways so that they can repent from their pridefulness and be able to find forgiveness in Jesus Christ or find forgiveness within their circles, within their families, or even just be able to go to the brother or sister that they've had an ill will against based on their religious beliefs, based on the color of their skin, based on their political affiliation, and just say, hey, you know, I behaved badly, I'm really sorry, and I would like to reconcile, like to ask for your forgiveness. That's kind of where I think things need to go. Um, but I mean, it also goes to probably finding a good counselor. If you're angry or frustrated, seek a counselor, seek a good friend to be able to vent to that's not only going to listen to you, but also give you good wisdom advice. Um, don't talk to people who are going to agree with you because then if that riles you up, then really that's not helping you out any. Um, so I, so that's kind of why I think a lot of white men are angry, mainly because we're too prideful to go seek help. We're too prideful because we feel like that we have to be the top of the food chain within our profession, families, etc., and I think spiritually, we kind of get into a big ego where we kind of have our own self-righteousness instead of putting on the righteousness of Christ, which allows us to misquote scripture, take it out of context, to not be the person who is sacrificial for their family like Christ was for the church. So... That's just my two cents on everything that's going on. If you agree with me, shoot me a response. Let me know. If you disagree with me, I definitely would love to have a peaceful um, rebuttal uh, and a back and forth to just really try to hash this out as we try to, A, figure out a better solution because if we keep trying to figure out the politics game or just shout we need change on Facebook, nothing's really going to get done. We really need to see change, and I think a lot of it has to do with pridefulness it has to do with um even even i think even you know just people need to understand their health insurance to get help and if some of you don't and especially for those who are impoverished you may not necessarily have uh the money to go to counseling you know there's other organizations that do free counseling um that do pro bono work in a way to kind of help you. So I think that's something that if you really need help, really look, look in your area. Um, just try to find somebody to talk to you, even churches. I know there's, you know, pastors who are not equipped to do counseling, but if you know someone who is a pastoral counselor who has training in that and they do free counseling and it's kind of a service they do to the community, then maybe that's the way to go. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Hopefully next week I will have a new podcast on to share with you, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you later. Bye.